0: Serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show.
1: Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. I'm Gatos, Chad is out today. My buddy Bruce St. James in again, two days in a row, what's up? Unbelievable. After yesterday's show, I was invited back. I'm just as stunned as you are. What did we say we were going to do after the first show to see how it was? We were going to uh, reassess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's reassess at 6 and see if it's worth a third day. Yeah. I think that's fair. Well, I think it'll just come down to can they find anybody else. (laughs) Becky Lynn, (laughs) is that fair? Will you reassess us?
2: Absolutely. I'm taking notes as we go. You're not taking notes. I am, too. Are you spying on us? No, it's a spy. I can see you. I can hear everything. Okay. Right here. Right here.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's get into it. Uh, I was at dinner last night with my uh, lovely wife. Who, oh, by the way, she loves you. I'm just <laughs> going to say that. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. Not just because she of She thinks you're so funny and so oh great. And I'm like, goodness. you know, I do, I'm on the radio too. You know, I get honey, very jealous. Yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, we're out to dinner and, uh, my phone starts blowing up. Ooh. And I'm like, well, this is either really good or, you know, I don't know, really bad. So, uh, everybody, you know, starts texting me and everyone's tweeting me and all this kind of stuff about what happened with Tom Horn. Oh, OK, so let's bring you through it. We got to rewind a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Tom Horn is running for uh, superintendent of public instruction. He's a Republican. And it got out that uh, his buddy, who is a pedophile... David Stringer, remember the the guy who got booted out we, of, do, of, of of the legislature for to being say a alleged? racist? Uh, I, I I I don't even know. Well, I mean, you had kids say, "Hey, he paid me to do this stuff." Yeah, and one was a special needs kid, and you're yeah. just like, "Goodness oh, gracious!" Oh, it's a horrible story. You're a sick person. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so. David, racism was just added. Yeah, on that to was that. just a cherry that's on top. A, that's a, that's an aside. Yeah, David the Stringer. There are not enough white pedophilia. kids yeah. in Arizona schools. Yeah. Okay. So that was his big thing. So Stringer's like given Horn money, and he's part of he's associated with the campaign, and. Uh, so we brought Horn on and said, you know, what's the matter with you? And he said, no, I don't have anything. He doesn't have anything to do with it and all that kind of stuff. So the text that I, were getting, I was getting last night is uh, Tom Horn has refunded the contribution from David Stringer. He, he just didn't cash the check. Or no, he didn't cash the check. He gave him the money back. Whatever. Yeah, so he gave him the money back. So here's what the tweet reads from Tom Horn. My committee has refunded the in-kind contribution by Mr. Stringer. That in kind donation was the only association he ever had with our campaign. Oh, yeah, right. He is not involved with our campaign. Okay, anymore. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anymore. Why? Why is he not involved anymore? Yeah, uh, uh, me. It's because of me. I'm the one. I'm willing to give you credit for this. I don't give you credit for much, Gatos, no. but you know what? You you deserve a bit of a victory lap for this. <laughs> so, uh uh Morgan Lowe on Easy er- a- Family, he started this whole thing by asking uh uh Tom Horn this, "Is David Stringer associated with your campaign?" Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That seems definitive. Well, when I heard it on Friday, I said, we got to get horn on because I don't know what you're doing with some sicko. What's the matter with you? You want to run the schools and you're allowing someone to be associated with your campaign that abused children? Okay. So I asked him the question. You've hired this guy to work on your campaign. No, I have not hired him at all. Is he part of your campaign? No. Okay. (laughs) Well, it was was the last answer. Wait a minute. Yeah. And then I told him, listen, so on AZ Family, you did not say, yes, David Stringer is part of my campaign because that's what I heard you say. Yeah, that's all I was referring to was the fact he had contributed and he. uh, You're backtracking. You're You're backtracking because this is a bad look for your campaign. I wanted to get onto the fact of his of his um, innocence, but if, but, if, but the fact is innocence of and, what? In, innocence of uh, of child molestation. All right, all right. So, anytime you're having <sighs> to to uh, debate the innocence of child molestation, you've lost the debate. You've lost the argument. The, 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 <laughs> well you, there's no come you can't come back from that um, yeah, you can in really? this day and age politically. Sure. Oh, that's, Don't okay. you think? Well, I guess Nothing. The, fact, the fact that David Stringer is still involved in Arizona politics in some way, shape or form after this story broke years ago yeah. that he just uh, he, he continued to be like what? A guy behind the scenes donating money involved in campaigns. I mean, who else has he been involved with? Yeah. I mean, why would you take a why would you take money? Well, they're buddies. That that actually worries me more than the actual money. Like, like you want to run for uh, a superintendent of public instruction, and one of your best friends is a guy who in nineteen eighty three pled guilty some to some charges that surrounded child molestation. That's your best friend. Yeah, that's not very good. That doesn't. You, you don't. Your, your company it, it, it I brings don't your character it. into question. Yeah, and your decision making. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'd say the least. Uh, so, so that is just my Larry, goodness. Do you, do you have any? pedophiles at work on your show. I do not. Okay. See, and so I'm glad you, you asked You're consistent. that. I'm glad you asked that because uh, we asked that to Kathy Hoffman, who is the uh, superintendent of public instruction as well. Joining us now is uh, Kathy Hoffman, Democratic candidate for superintendent of public instruction. How many accused pedophiles do you have on your campaign? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very funny.
1: I don't think she liked the question, but I had to ask it. So he it's like appreciated you well, asking it. It was <laughs> it was one to nothing. Yeah, it was one to nothing horn <laughs> horn one Hoffman nothing. Yeah. So, you know, I I don't get it. I don't understand. You got a lot of these politicians who will take money from anybody. But when they when they when they get in trouble and they find out, oh, I shouldn't have taken that money. Wh- you know what you what what you should do is. Come out and say, listen, I'm giving this money back. It took it took Horn, what's to say, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It took him almost a week, six days to give the money back. Um, I mean, you and know. And then attempt to distance himself, even though previously he'd said, absolutely, he's on that absolutely. campaign. Yeah. So Tom Horn deleted a tweet that involved Stringer. Now Tom Horn has separated himself from Stringer. Uh, by giving the money back. And what Tom Horn kept telling us is, well, he's innocent. I mean, basically what Tom Horn believes in that case in 1983, the cops were lying uh-huh. and the kids were lying. Right. So it's victim blaming. You're, you're, you're saying that the victims and that Stringer are lying. Basically, what, pled out uh, it, right. it reached a deal, although he was completely innocent. Oh, please. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy that either. Yeah. I mean, Doug, even Doug Ducey years ago pushed a Republican out of uh, 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 of the legislature because he was such an awful human being. Now, remember, Doug Ducey said uh, Wendy Rogers is better than a Democrat. OK, remember he said that a couple of months ago? But back then, he looked at David Stringer and he goes, yeah, this guy's got to yeah, no, go. Yeah, not this one. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> one thing to be a white uh, supremacist or whatever it is. But yeah. if you're a pedophile and, and a racist yeah. and, you're, and you happen to just be a Republican, because, of course, they're racist and on the other side of the aisle, too, some. And, and so, so he got rid of them, basically. And I just find that that's amazing. But nobody, like, the bottom line is, like, if you're a politician, you can come back from anything now. We were talking in the office. Remember Michael Dukakis, who was a weak kind of Democrat and was running against the Bush 41. And he was in that. Uh, oh, yeah. He was he had a helmet on and he was in the tank. Yeah, And he, everybody looked at him and goes, yeah, I'm not voting for that. The helmet looked like three times larger than his head. He kind of yeah. looked like in Spaceballs, he, he, dark helmet. You he know, couldn't come back from that. He couldn't. No, right. that but sunk him. Trump came back from I uh, grabbed women uh, in, the. you know, uh, he came back from that. I mean Hillary, with all the emails, she still ran for president. Um, so what is it? People just don't have any shame anymore. I, do, I think that voters are like, yeah, I don't care. I don't, meh. You know, you're 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 a Democrat and I'm a Democrat. I'm voting for you. You can't do anything like, there's wrong. There's nothing wrong. There, there's no. nothing you could do. No. Same from the right. Oh, you're a Republican. Yeah, you could a good shoot guy. your dog, and you'd be like, right. meh, yeah. But. I think Trump was Trump had the Trump may have said the most genius thing. I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they'd yeah. still love me by the way yes they would and he is right yeah he, and that was many 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 years ago yeah that was 2016 2015 and we heard that and we're like damn that's, that's not great great it's a hundred percent true these he days was right it's... that's how politics are these well, days Well, and I, I, again i just come back to what else is this stringer still involved in you think Tom Horn's campaign is just the first time he's, he's got no, caught in this? I think Stringer's part of the campaign. I think Horn had to backtrack because obviously he doesn't realize that having a guy who's accused of pedophilia and is a racist with with those statements that he made, even his own party said, you're a racist, get out. Yeah. Uh, I think he's involved in the campaign. That's disgusting. Tom Horn, I don't get you, man. I don't know. But at least you gave the money back uh and... uh you're welcome. Better late than never. Yeah. You need, well, can you want to do a, a, a real victory lap? No. Maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. You, maybe, maybe you can later. run a little bit. Maybe, yeah, oh, I can run. I'm in softball shape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we got a seven-year-old. Uh, he brought his uh, parents' gun to school. Okay, he had a couple guns, right? Should the parents lose their Second Amendment right? It's coming up next, the Gatos and Chad show.
2: The Gato's Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.
1: All right, let me uh, direct your attention to KTAR.com. Right side of the page, you got the Gato's Big Q. Here it is today. A seven-year-old in Cochise County was caught with two guns at school. Second grader. Um, If he took them from home, you know, his parents owned the gun. If he took them from home, should his parents not be allowed to own firearms anymore? Yes or no? Uh, Right now, 65% say yes. Really? So let's discuss this for a moment. Because uh, let me first say, I'm not for taking anybody's guns away. Ever. Uh, I don't like uh, certain guns that are out on the market, but I still wouldn't go and take any of them away. Um, Like the AR-15, I don't think they should be sold. But if you own one, you own it. And you own one right now, don't I you? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think they should be sold. I, don't, I okay. don't like the fact that cops are outgunned in some of these school shootings and mass shootings and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's say that one day that were to happen that they're not going to sell the AR-15. No one should. If you have one, you get to keep it. Grandfathered in. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I am never for taking guns away from anybody. I appreciate that. Um in this case, I don't know the answer to the question, and we're going to bring Monica Lindstrom on about three o'clock. So, if you are a parent out there, and you know you leave your gun out, and your kid takes the gun to school, what does that say about you as a gun owner? No, it's not a, it doesn't even good. You're a gun owner. I that, do not leave guns out on unlocked coffee tables, whatever. And when I also you hear don't that, even have kids around, right? But when you hear that this happens as a gun owner, what do you think? I think those are irresponsible gun owners. Yeah. And let me let me throw this at you, though, Gatos. When we've had these horrific shootings. Yes. And these high schoolers, junior high schoolers, whatever, kids have gotten a gun from their parents. You know, we always talk about what could have been done. Well, how do you how do you stop something like this? Well, if you start holding parents a little more responsible, if you put the onus on lawful gun owners. To be responsible in their home with a child, does that take a step towards it? Because, you know, the statistics also say that that gun in your house is more likely, from a child standpoint, that the child will harm themselves or somebody, you know, like a, a friend or family member accidentally oh, than it would ever be used, you know, to defend the house against a burglar. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. And it's interesting because we took calls yesterday from gun owners and we said, how do you lock your guns up and what do you teach your kids who are young? Yeah. And everybody said, listen, education is the most important thing. This so, is not a toy. Correct. If you see one, you tell an adult. Right. Those if you go to somebody things. else's house and you see a gun, you immediately leave or you immediately tell an adult. And so, you know, we have really good gun owners out here in Arizona. Uh, a lot of people own firearms. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking to, to listeners who were calling in yesterday. Uh, they've got the fingerprint. Uh, safe, yeah. The biometric uh, right. uh, little thing next to the bed—you yeah. put your thumb on it, and it pops open, and so your gun's yeah. readily available, right? Because if you're sleeping and it's the middle of the night, and you hear something, yeah. you know, do you want to punch in a code when you're kind of nervous that somebody's in the house, or do you want to just stick your thumb I can't on? it? Open my iPhone, <laughs> right, <laughs> with the code, you right. know? I'm like, right. ah. but I, you know, I think it goes to that. Everybody who I know who's a gun owner, they lock their guns up. Chad talks about it all the time. He's got, he's got ARs. He's got all this. And he locks it up. He's got little kids walking Absolutely. Uh, uh, around the house. But let's say that your kid does get one of your guns for one reason or another and brings it to school. Now, in this case, of the seven year old, nothing happened. But he had two thankfully. guns. Thankfully. But, and we still don't know his at- intent. do No. We? And I don't think he was going to shoot somebody at seven years old. God, I hope. Right, not. Right. Right. I really hope not. But what should happen to the parents, if anything? Mm. Because we talk about it all the time. Like, um. What if a parent leaves their child in a hot car by accident? We hold the parent responsible. Most of the time we do. What if a child uh, drowns in the pool? Mm. We tend not to hold the parent responsible. Right, right. But if you allow your well, not allow, if you find out your child took your gun into school and harmed somebody else, whose fault is that? It's not the child's fault. Child's seven years old. It's your fault as a gun owner. Yeah. But then what do we do? Then what's the punishment? I don't know the answer. That's why we're going to ask Monica Lindstrom. And again, I'll repeat it. I don't want to take anybody's gun away. I have no interest in taking anybody's gun away. Um, but what is the punishment? You know, if you are if you are driving a car, you have a license to drive a car you're running people over by accident or you've gotten it you know you're you, you know you're not using your car in the proper you've sped 10 times and you got all these points Guess they what? take your license away they're gonna take your license away can so just asking the simple question what should happen to parents if anything uh if uh if they don't put their firearm away and a kid takes it to school and gavis i don't think you can put a fine enough point on this a seven year old yeah Brought not one but two guns and ammunition in Correct. his. I'm going to assume Blue's Clues backpack. Yes, you know what I'm saying, and brought it to the second grade. That is a failure on the parents' part. No doubt. No that doubt. That is a failure. So we'll see what Monica says at three. Okay. All right. Coming up next, you know the shipping containers that built the Great Wall of Ducey. <laughs> We're not talking about those shipping containers. Would you live in a shipping container in downtown Phoenix? Uh-huh. Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, Chad's taking his first vacation in 15 years, so it's nice to see Bruce St. James hanging out with me. Is that true? No, he doesn't like the vacation very much. He likes to work. He, he works about 20 hours a day. He is like... He's crazy. When you talk about the hardest working man in show That's business... him. Chad Benson That's is him. the hardest working man in show That's business. <laughs> I, get, I get winded when he just starts talking about all his jobs. It's tough to keep up. There's no doubt. Doesn't need uh, a lot of lizard time. Oh, gosh. Good for him. Uh, we've been talking over the last few days and weeks about the Great Wall Deucey. So the governor has put these shipping containers at the wall. Uh, and, you know, he's stacking one on top of another. 50 and, of them. Yeah. We, we figured it out. Yeah. And, 25 uh, long, too, uh, too tall. And, you know, as I said, they don't go all the way up to the real wall. And it ruins the feng shui of everything. And Ugh. it bothers me. And plus, it's not color coordinated. It's, and it's random, the yeah, colors. It's, no, it's very random. But, you Ugh. know, anyway... We're not talking about those shipping containers today. Oh. We're talking about shipping containers that you can live in in downtown Phoenix. It's like becoming a thing, isn't it's it? It's a thing. Like, and and oh, I, I apologize ahead of time because I, I know so much about this. I love like shipping and the big ships and Uh the cargo ships. And so I know way more about the shipping container industry than you should. This is great. All right, well, let's get into it. There (laughs) are tens of thousands of empty containers because doesn't mean someone should live in one we bring them they come over on boats okay we don't send anything back we don't send anything back in them right so they don't send back empty containers it's it's cheaper just to go buy another container in shenzhen china or whatever and send it so we have all these containers sitting around we don't want to do with them so arizona used shipping containers pretty well we put them at the border and now we have them in downtown Phoenix. This could be your next apartment. <sighs>
0: 12 of these units here are one story with one bedroom and one bath. Six are two story loft style apartments with two bedrooms, two bathrooms. All have kitchens.
1: They all have a kitchen. So, I, we, uh, so I'm going to live in a metal uh, box. Do so I got to like bang on the walls? So so do I have to open that big door on the end of it? So we looked at these, right? We looked at what they look like online inside. Okay. They're beautiful. Really? Yeah. It's not what you think. It's It doesn't, like what I think the inside of a shipping container is, I wouldn't want to live there. No. the way, But they've carved like, they have windows. Oh, they cut holes they in them. They cut it. holes in them. Yeah, wise man, see if you can uh, find out how much these uh, shipping containers cost. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, you already know. Well, at least at the time that they opened this right. summer. Okay. Uh-huh. I found an article from May where it said okay. that uh, the one-bedroom would cost you $1,685 a month. How, how big is a one-bedroom? Be- 650 room? square feet. Wow. Well, so Basically a walk-in closet. 1700 bucks a month? Yeah, and then a two-bedroom. Is which this is- considered bougie? Wait, to live do in you a get, shipping container? Yeah. Get,
2: yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, yes it is. But do you get like a double decker? Do I mean, do the no. you yeah. have get one. Because no. I saw one too, and it was, it was uh, uh, online somewhere like Instagram, and it had stairs in it.
1: Well, they said they do have two story ones. Well, yeah, that's probably the two bedroom yeah, one, is my guess. You can ha- and it yeah. Is, yeah, you're well, right. It, has it was to be. gorgeous. Really?
2: Inside. Oh, my. I, you know it had to cost more for what they did inside.
1: All right, so a one bedroom. cost. Unit will cost about seventeen hundred bucks a month. What's the two bedroom? Two thousand a month. One thousand nine hundred and fifty a month. Two bands to live in a two. What well, You can call it two-bedroom, but let's be honest with you, there. it's just two shipping containers. It's 900 square feet total for two-bedroom apartment. Holy moly. How do we go from 601 to 902? I don't know how that math works. I have no idea.
0: Every unit is insulated in a way to keep energy bills down. There are solar panels on the roof and over the sidewalk.
1: They have AC in these things. They must have AC. because they're metal! Yeah. yeah, I know!
0: That provide power for the ground floor commercial space. There's even a 3,000 gallon take on site, storing rainwater and then using it for irrigation. And there's no parking. So that encourages guests here to find more efficient ways to get around the valley. Local studio owner Brian Stark says it meets the Phoenix Climate Action Plan in more than 60 different
1: ways. I don't know about that action plan. I don't so these, these are like, these are rentals, like Airbnb. I think they're short-term rentals. Yeah. See, this would be good for you. You're in like five different cities uh, uh, throughout uh, the month. Yeah. Why don't you rent one of these places? Because I don't know if I want to live in a shipping container (laughs) in downtown Phoenix. (laughs)
0: 64 containers fill the space. The shipping containers are repurposing 615,000 pounds of steel. That steel and lightly colored paint both release heat quickly, helping with Phoenix's heat island effect.
1: Well, they're incredibly strong. I mean, think about this when when you've seen them on boats like the big ship. They're stacked twenty tall. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but so d- they're obviously very strong that you can you can stack them very high. No, but one of them got pushed over on Ducey's Great Wall. They pushed one over. I, I don't want to get. I, listen, you want to put me on the bottom floor? Maybe. You want to put me on the seventh floor? I'm not thinking so. <laughs> No. (laughs) Becky Lynn, would you live in one of these shipping containers in downtown Phoenix?
2: Yeah, no, I don't think so. Doesn't it
1: sound sterile and cold? No,
2: that's not what I'm thinking. Would it echo inside there? See? No, I'm sure they've they've insulated. They mentioned that. It just... It just it seems sounds gross. sounds rusty. You rusty. know, it seems gross. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't know. What do they look like on the outside? They don't look like the
1: wall down there, do but they? But this is the new bougie But thing. are
2: they orange and green? Like, no, they're all white. No, pink? they
1: did paint them. They yeah, did. they're give all them, white. Give them that credit. And and you can tell a little bit like they have that, what is it, corrugated metal, you know, in some areas, and then they've put other pieces in. I've seen these in other cities. I've seen them in Los Angeles where they've built, and I say high-end. I mean, high end places out of these
2: containers. If what you say is true, and I have no doubt to believe that it isn't, about that we have all these containers and we don't send them back, so we they're don't. just trash now. They're just sitting around. They will be everywhere before very long. There They'll are, figure yeah. out how to uh, more efficiently, cost-efficiently, mm-hmm. you know, outfit them inside and all this, well, and they I know will lot, be
1: everywhere. Becky Lynn, I know lots of people that use them just for, sh- like, a, a, a she-shed or, a, you know, mm-hmm. a storage in their backyard. you got a container, you can lock it up. The rain won't bother. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a secure... All right, last one. I'm ready. Would you guys rather live in a shipping container... Would you rather? ...or one of those small homes? Tiny oh, shipping homes. Container. shipping container. Hands, Hands down. down. Shipping container. Yeah, but it's always been my dream to go to the bathroom in the kitchen. <laughs> and so I think I'd go for a tiny house. And you should live in
2: the- Europe. And sit on the toilet while you eat your dinner, right? <laughs> oh! Because, yeah, that's the scene. Yeah, no.
1: That's no. three things. You could cook no. your dinner, sit no. on the toilet, no. eat your dinner. Yeah. Hard no. That's okay. ridiculous. Okay. I bump my head all the time, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so if you want to live in a shipping container in downtown Phoenix, go ahead. It'll cost you over 700, uh, 1700 bucks a month. Oof. Up next, should student-athletes be punished for uh, the mistakes of their coaches? We've got a, a local story uh, that came down, and it's very, very interesting. Should student-athletes be punished because their coaches made a mistake? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show.
1: All right, The Who back at Auction Pavilion, October 30th for their The Who Hits Back Tour. Tickets go on sale this Thursday at 10 a.m. You can win a pair of tickets. You visit the contest page, KTAR.com. Uh, we got uh, Bruce St. James in for Chad today. Thank, and, uh, thank you for having me in here. It's a pleasure. No, I appreciate am not going to sit here and talk to myself. Right, uh, Becky Lynn? I don't want to do that. I no, don't to I see wants you that. talking to yourself. Yeah. All right. You know what? Are you saying I like to hear myself talk?
2: Take it as you
1: will. (laughs) Let's keep the gloves above the belt. Okay, come on. That's a two-point deduction. No, She's right. It's okay. It's
2: much more fun with two or
1: three or four. (laughs) We'll just keep adding people Mm -hmm. to it. I I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Should student athletes be punished for the mistakes of their coaches? We've had many instances of it uh, in college and in high school, but Here in the Valley, the AIA, that's the Arizona Interscholastic Association, has basically let two Valley high schools off the hooks. Mm. Hamilton High School's football team and Queen Creek's baseball team were both placed on probation just a couple of weeks ago. They appealed, and now they are allowed to compete in the playoffs. They both were placed on probation, and I don't think this is like the alleged thing, that they had coaches who contacted other players inappropriately, et cetera, et cetera. But it does get to, okay, so the coaches were bad. How do you punish the coach and the school without hurting the players? It's an interesting question because, like, Hamilton's been in trouble before, too. And not their first time. Not their first time. They're off of a football factory. Well, they are, but they also get into trouble. But this defensive coordinator for Hamilton, as you said, Sent a message to a player on another team. I don't know why they're doing that. Is is there a reason that he sent the kid a message? Maybe, uh, hey, you'd like to come and uh, maybe look good in our colors. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, they're recruiting, basically. Right. That's what they're doing. We want the best players on our team. If they don't happen to live in and around Hamilton, well, you better go find them. Yeah. But, I mean, if the school keeps getting nailed... It's like, all right, they're not learning their lesson. Maybe they'll learn their mm. lesson if you if you punish the children, who by the way don't deserve it. But it's like, when do you take a stand? If you are going to have some sort of an incident every couple of years, uh, what's what's the punishment? Because it was nobody's in the playoffs now, and that hurts the kids. And I'm sure that they immediately heard from the parents saying, not my kid's fault. What did my kid do? Right. But then how do you punish the school? My, my kid's the quarterback. He, I'm try, we're trying to get a scholarship to a D1 school. What do you mean he can't play in the playoffs? So what do you do? Do you fire the coaches? Hmm. Like, do you make maybe you make the rules a little bit tougher? If you are going to try and contact someone who you shouldn't be contacting for one reason or another, you know what? You're done. But then it's like, you, you, are you firing somebody for that? Are you, you going to fire someone who's, a, 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 I'm assuming, is a teacher over there who is also part of the football team to make some extra money? Hmm. Right? You can't take somebody's livelihood away. I don't know a place away. like Hamilton. Are they, are they teachers also? You know I what? Mean, Maybe not. I know in my, high, in my high school, Santa Rita High School, go Eagles down okay. in Tucson. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Williams was our football coach and biology teacher. Really? Okay. Right. Terrifying biology teacher because he taught biology like we were a football team. That's not good. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Terrifying. What do you think you do with these guys? You break the rules. You go in front of the board. The board says, okay, nobody's in the playoffs. You coaches, you did something wrong. And they basically now, they just, they got a warning. They're like on double secret probation, but Right? they still get to go and, and play in the playoffs. Right. They got disqualified from the playoffs, and then there was an appeal, and then they said, okay, uh, you're on probation, which means what? Nothing. Nothing. Queen Creek. Now, the Queen Creek was a, the baseball team, and that's because there is a rule, policy, against pitching too much, that there's a pitch count on kids because it can hurt their arms, right? and that the coach um, allowed a player to uh, exceed its 60 pitches in a game, and then uh, wasn't using an approved device and kind of tried to cover it up. Well, he kept the pitcher in because the pitcher was good. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're trying to strike the dude out. Yeah. Yeah, well I'm we, at sixty you gotta come out no what's like well, you're you're at fifty nine pitches and you and you're and you got the guy three balls two strikes the base is loaded and you, or you're at 60 pitch you take yeah. the pitcher out I, that's ridiculous for donk uh I think that we're coddling these kids too much I know that you know a lot of children could ruin their arms but um you know, 60 pitches that's it they do that in college too they got a pitch count and of course in major league baseball when's the last time you saw a guy finish a game That doesn't happen that doesn't happen very often so but yeah you know the i get it you know the kids didn't necessarily do anything wrong Why should they be deprived because they got a coach that can't follow the rules? All right, coming up next, a seven-year-old brought his parents' gun to school. Should the parents lose their Second Amendment right? What does the law say? Next.